and we're back with Sandlot Sports. We'll get on to the NFL now. So the coach fired Frank Reich. Um, is he just a fall guy? Probably. I'll tell you one thing. Somebody's going to get a hell of an offensive coordinator next year. Yes. I think he's going to go back there with Doug Peterson after he got fired. He replaced uh, Doug in Philly. Probably. No, no I mean, he, the he left is, Doug. Excuse me. Right, right. He, he left Doug. But thing about it was, when he left Doug, they didn't leave on bad terms. They actually left on good terms. And they well, still Doug got him the job. Yeah. Right. Tell you what. Um, Tell you what. Um, you um, need more than coaches, bro. You need people to execute what these people say. Right. But it starts with the coaching. And they got to trust the coaches, man. Sure. Sure. I would and try I, acquiring talent first. Just, <laughs> I don't know. If we could get oh. – if the Jazz well, could find a way to get Frank right. Hey, I, I, will, I, will say this. I, will, I will say this. You're both right. The quicker solution to put in place is to get a coach because acquiring talent takes years. You still need to do both. Yeah. So and if you certain, get the quality talent, and a coach certain thought there, process, yes, you do not have. So oh. I, I guess the, the my bigger question is not so much as Frank Reich the fall guy because he is. I think he's had what like Matt Ryan's going to be his fourth quarterback that's retired on him. Um. They hired Jeff Saturday as their head coach. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about um, this. If he's just finishing out the season, maybe he's just like a fucking straight shooter who's going to tell Ursay who the problems are and where they are. Maybe. What's he got to lose? What's he got yeah. to lose? How many interim coaches really get hired for the long haul anyways? So maybe, maybe one out of five. Yeah, so maybe ursay has got an inside guy for the next nine games, eight games, mm-hmm. whatever it is, and somebody that's going to tell him straight up, like, look, these guys just aren't cutting it. Okay. So, so you think after this, after this season, like Jeff Saturday is gone, they're going to. I feel like in. I feel like he's an inside, like a, a mole. He's basically a mole for Ursay. Gotcha. A company man. Yeah. Yeah, he's been been the ESPN for what, the past five or six years. No longer than that. I think. They said he went. They said he went three and seven in his last year coaching high school football. Two years ago, or something. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I there. This okay. This is how I feel about it, right. So there are a lot of other coaches in the NFL that that deserves a shot at that. Who paid their dues? Who's been coaching up in the ranks? And I don't disagree with that. To BJ's point, though, if if you just need someone to fill the seat because you know you're not going to hire them, right? Do you really want to go pull a, a coach that could actually be good, or do you want that coach to come in sort of next year? Yeah. 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 I see your point. I see your point. It's kind of like because especially. The coach that Ursay probably wants is already coaching on another team. So he's like, yeah. let me just get a let's get a Colt guy, a Colts raw, raw guy, just and get in there and just finish out the season. Cause he probably thinks that his season not over, but it's like mm, oh that no, their season's over. He might not want to amend it, but their season's over. Yeah. Should, that's what I'm saying. That's why he brought something like that in. Yeah, so that makes Peyton. sense. I I I can understand that. Should have brought Peyton in. Yeah, I mean, because think about it. Like Leslie Frazier, for example, I'm not saying that he's going to get the job, but let's just use him as an example. He's a good coach. Okay. If you're Leslie Frazier, <clears throat> do you want the job now 
where you have zero success, zero chance of a success? Or would you want the job starting week one next year where you could come in, pick your entire staff, have time to implement your plan and your culture before you get started? Right. And you're right. He wants to be able to he wants to start, you know, come in and you know, pick his staff, training camp. Because yeah, that's the yeah. thing that Saturday's not going to do. Saturday's just got to use whatever crap coaches are there. Right. So yeah, I mean, it, it, it's not tough to fire Saturday either. You don't have to run him through the interview process. Right. Yeah. You say, all right, thanks, Jeff. I appreciate what you did for us. Yeah. yeah. I can see that. So I mean, but yeah, like yeah. But he I did has- hear I did hear somebody or read somebody something where somebody wrote a piece, I can't remember who it was, saying that the people were getting upset about the Rooney rule. Are we really gonna haggle over this? You're gonna haggle about a black man working for nine games and getting fired and run through an interview process he doesn't want to be in anyways. Is that what you're really gonna argue about? And if, and- if it's if it doesn't work properly in the off season, then you have something to argue. Yes. Yeah, I, I am I am all for inclusion. Y'all know me. The the fact that Jeff Saturday was brought in to circumvent the renewal, fine. Now, if Saturday somehow just magically gets the job, that's a whole different conversation. But right. Saturday's a seat warmer. I think <laughs> he knows that. Yeah, we hope. I think I I I think that most of the coaches, their frustrating their, their frustration comes from okay. You guys tell us, oh, well, we're looking for someone with experience. We're looking for someone in this standing third. And then it's like, ta-da, Jeff Saturday is the new interim coach of the Indianapolis Colts. I think I think that's the frustrating part. They're like, well, damn, if that case, don't have a Rooney rule. Just just, just keep your good old boy club and we figure it out. But don't don't have the Rooney rule just to shove it in our faces. Oh, yeah, well, you know, we brought you in, we want you to interview. But this whole time, we got somebody else we're going to pick in, which it does happen – doesn't matter if it's NBA, NFL, or even in your everyday employment. Most of the time, people already know who they want for the job, but they have to go through the uh, the whole process to just do the interviews and things of that nature. Oh, it's just I, for I, a lot of coaches, they, they just want it to be like I, a I've lost a job on a sham interview. Yeah, I, I, I interviewed for a position that I was like, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm qualified for this. Here's, here's my resume. Not realizing that they basically offered the guy that I – that just left right before me at the job, but they had to interview two more people. Damn. Oh, wow. Yeah. Who's it happens. Part of that? It, it happens everywhere. Yeah, it happens yeah. everywhere. Yeah. And I, and I guess my question is, from a from a hiring perspective, okay, if you're if you had complete control over the hiring practices of all sports leagues, NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball, NFL. How would you fix the minority representation with regards to coaching? What could you do as a oh. rule or procedure? How would you fix it? Um, you have to get the racist ass owners out of the teams. Okay, so that's not realistic. What would what else would you do? Uh, make up a bunch of other bullshit policies that aren't going to do anything until you get the racist ass owners out of the team. Okay. It's all yeah. bullshit. It's all just, it's all to appease us. It's just to yeah. keep us off their back so we'll shovel more money out. That's all it is. That's all it is. So the answer is there's nothing that really can be done until either there's a change of heart or there's like some 
severe monetary penalty. Yeah, and was he, he, now, he, and now you have to prove it. Now you have to prove that there's been uh, neglect or um, yeah, you know, whatever. Well, and, and see, here's the thing. So let let's just say, for example, okay, you make um, the owner of the Los Angeles Raiders, Mark Davis. You make him sell the team because he's a racist piece of shit. I don't think he is, but I'm just saying. Who's going to buy the Raiders? Another racist piece Another of shit. Another racist white-ass yeah. piece of shit. So yeah, it's yeah. not going to matter. Yeah. All right, exactly. We have a problem. Yeah. Yep, we got a problem. Eh, you know, I want to believe Mark Cuban's not like that. So Mark Cuban can own all the teams. Yeah, he, he, can't, he can't own them all. And that's the thing is – not I, I don't want to say that every single owner of every single sports team is racist because it's not it's absolutely right. not and i would say actually the numbers are probably low it's probably a low percentage yeah but if, if you have racism if you ever use the term the help you're a piece of shit yeah but but there's a difference between overt racism and just implied racism of i only want people that i am comfortable with around mm-hmm. me that's not that's not overt racism. That that's just I, I don't know what, what the term is, but it is a form of racism. Yes, but we've all translated this stuff now. We understand exactly what you mean. So you can say things like that, but you just want to say you want middle-aged white men around you. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you want to say. That's fine, we get it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So but speaking of other pieces of shit, um can we be done talking about Aaron Rodgers? Aren't you happy oh. though? The Lions finally <laughs> beat the Packers' ass, man. I was happy for you guys. Thank what's you. Even, appreciate. What's even What's even more entertaining to me is that besides the video of him rubbing his nipples, the piece of shit Lions, the garbage trash Lions, the two and the one and six at the time Lions beat the Packers. Yeah, that's even better. It's not like the It's not like the Lions are world beaters leading the division. No, no, no. They're struggling also, but they're definitely better than the Packers. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Fuck you, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> and yeah, the frustration he, on his face is priceless. Man. He he looks like Dan Marino's last year. He looks like yeah. he can't. He looks like he's been sitting on the toilet for an hour, still can't shit. <laughs> that's what he looks like. <laughs> but he's with that team for another three years at forty million dollars a year. Oh, they're gonna get out of that. He's gonna have oh. to retire. Both of them are going to buy out. Some they'll come to terms. Yeah. Tell you, man, I, I, I won't be surprised if, uh, if if Aaron Rodgers ends up on the Steelers, man. I won't be surprised at all. If you're the Steelers, do you want him? Yeah, because Aaron's one of those like spoiled brats. Where like, if he gets what he wants, like some toys, some weapons, he'll be better. Again. <laughs> yeah, we've seen this before. And honestly, if I'm the Packers. I'd take a fourth round pick for him. No, they'll they'll probably ask for a second round. Oh, they're hey. at, they're asking for the moon because they'll probably yeah, yeah. get it. No, I'd yeah. take a fourth round pick and maybe a, a fourth round next year or something. Just so, just they're doing me a favor to take that contract. Appreciate yeah. it. Thank you. Good luck paying TJ Watt. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and, and and somebody said you know like well he doesn't have the receivers this year. Well, that's weird. I thought he had like a top flight receiver on the team last year. What happened to that? I watched one of the ESPN guys dice him up about this Lions game. and He missed like, I think it was Mariucci on NFL uh, Network. 
three uh three touchdowns he missed that game. Twenty one mm-hmm. points. Twenty one points he left out there. Well, he had two end zone interceptions. Yeah, and they were calling mm-hmm. it. He, he was calling it pretty flat out that it was Aaron's fault. Oh yeah, and and that's what I mean. He he's lost his fastball. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it's like watching Jamie Moyer out there trying to pass. I don't think he, I don't think he has. I think he's fine physically. I think he just uh, he's a spoiled brat. He's gotten what he wanted the past few years out of the Green Bay Packers, pretty much to a T. I mean, they traded for Randall Cobb for God's sake. <laughs> so like, he's just a spoiled brat, not getting his own way, and it's not going well for him. And he's just kind of pouting. Yeah, there's an article about how the Packers were doing everything. That- the power to get OBJ and Darren Wally. But oh please uh, let OBJ know. go there. A- uh, as as a member of a sports podcast community, please let OBJ team up with Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. Oh, no. I think you're gonna see him in a cowboys uniform shortly. OBJ? Aaron Rodgers? No, um OBJ. I, I heard Jerry's trying. Everybody's trying. Mike is trying, they're all talking to him. Is he even gonna play this year? Yes. Okay. I I, I I have heard that he will be available for the end of the year. Yeah, because I, I knew he blew out his ACL in the Super Bowl. I didn't know if he'd be available. I guess it's tough to say until he gets the word, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, he would have to go to a playoff team. He would just have to. Well, that's what he's saying. He only wants to go to. Uh, well, because it's, it's the only way he'll play this year. Oh, it's reported that he'll clear injury rehab this week. Oh, okay. Well, good for him. So I'm sure that means he'll be like full time on the field working to get back in shape. Now, since he's not on IR, is it just a matter of whoever signs him whenever? Sign him, sign him and go. Okay, pretty sure. I think they can do something like the practice squad thing, then elevate him and cut somebody. That that two billion that two billion dollar Powerball that was just announced yesterday. Yes, um, it was won by a relative of a former NFL player. Really? Yep. Damn. Well, the rich get richer. Pretty much. I I don't know who this is. Damata Pika Sr. Um, oh, play. Pico Sr.? Yeah. Oh, Pico, yeah. P-E-K-A? No, P-E-K-O. Yeah, um, he plays for... Uh, he Didn't plays, he used to play for the, the Bengals? Bucks. Yeah, no, the Bengals. That's the Bengals. Bengals. Yep. Yeah. yeah. He was a defensive tackle. Yes. His father-in-law won the, the $2 billion Powerball. Good for him. Yeah. I hope it doesn't change their lives in a bad way because yeah. that tends to happen occasionally. Yeah, yeah he's good. he's definitely not going hiding. Oh boy, I'm telling you, I'd be podcasting from a fucking bunker for about two months. <laughs> y'all too. would know where I was. Two yeah, yes, months. yeah, that's exactly. Like, I might y'all. know where I was, but I'll probably be underground yeah. in Denver Airport. It'd be a short list. I'd y'all ever you. see the movie Tremors? Yes. Yeah. Remember the, the underground armory that they had in Tremors? Uh-huh. No, I that's don't. what I'd have. <laughs> I want to. I would get one of those old nuclear silos, just renovate that, yeah. turn it into like a seven-level apartment. It'd be great. So I did want to ask you guys a question, and I, I know it's been kind of coming up on all the shows. Um, what's the best division in the NFL right now? Is it the AFC yeah. East or NFC East? NFC East. Yeah. Really. NFC East. So if you if you went top top second second third third fourth fourth, you think NFC East would come out on top? Yes. So Philly beats Buffalo. Yes. Okay. So yes. and then yes, Dallas okay. beats whoever else you line them up next to. Yep. 
and then Washington beats New England? You know, <laughs> that would be a really good football game. I think. Mm. I think that would be an interesting game to watch. And I think yeah. there's a good chance that Washington could come out of there. Okay. That be. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to stand by my statement. Yes. Yeah, and, and the, the reason why I didn't include the Jets because I still, like, in my soul, cannot take them seriously. J-E-T-S, Jets. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I know I'm going to yeah. have to, but I just can't. Nope. Yeah. But I, I tell you what, though, whatever defensive scheme that uh, Salah, his defensive coordinator came up with against Josh Allen, it was solid. Well, it was confusing the shit out of him. Yep. Let, let's think about this for a second. What did we just talk about with college football? If you control the line of scrimmage, control the game, control, you know, play good defense, run the ball, you will be in most games. It's not that complicated. And that's yeah. what the Jets do. It's when they when they we try to rely on Zach Wilson to throw, which is just a bad idea. That's mm. when they get in trouble. When that defense can can keep a minute, and they when a game is consistent, they can win seventy five percent of their games. So you're saying that Zach Wilson should be a glorified game manager in order for the Jets to be successful. Zach Wilson should be what Malik Willis is. Turn the ball and get, give it to the running back. <laughs> poor Malik Willis. Uh, yeah, poor Malik Willis. It's not his fault. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> the, the attempts that Malik Willis had versus the, what, 58 that Patrick Mahomes had is the highest disparity ever in the NFL game. It was like 40-something passes difference between the two. Yeah. And I think his QBR was like 10. <laughs> He's in a tough situation. Yeah. No! Get the ball to Derek. It's not that complicated. That's when you're behind. Well, then they weren't behind most of that game. And that that was their problem is that once they got up 17-9, they just kind of stopped. I think that Chiefs is a little better. The Chiefs defense is a little better than advertised. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, might, they might be a little unsung. You know, it's defense is like running the football. You don't always have to run the football. You just have to be able to when you need to. Yeah. Same thing with defense. You don't have to stop them every time. You just need to be able to stop them when you need to. <clears throat> and it's one of those things where if you don't notice, you're doing your job right. Yeah. If you don't notice just how well you're doing it, it's because you're also you're not getting in trouble. You're not getting burned. You're doing something right. And you don't have to lead the league in sacks. You don't have to lead the league in turnovers. You just have to keep the team out of the end zone. Yeah. They're right at the edge of the lower third as far as yards allowed on defense, so that's not special. And they're about middle of the road in points allowed. Mm-hmm. So they're not special, but, man, I'm telling you, if you just get a couple of the right stops a game, that's that's what matters. Well, and, and that's the thing is just – and that's why the Jets are so good. They're good this year. I cannot – I just said the Jets are so good. Mm-hmm. The the Jets are their defense keeps them in games. Yeah, you know if if you have a mediocre or worse quarterback like Zach Wilson is, you don't want them throwing fifty passes a game. You mm-hmm. want them throwing twenty to twenty five, un- just enough so that the defense doesn't cheat on the run game. And again, that that's where Tennessee's problem was. The defense is. Their defense is built around a defensive tackle who blesses himself and then will break you. Yeah, but, it, but t- Tennessee's problem was Malik Willis could not throw the ball. Oh, 
and he he needed to just be competent and just let the linebackers and safety creep back a couple yards mm-hmm. and let King Henry go to work, and he just can't do it. Yeah. So we're getting late, so we'll do our our power rankings. Hey, I was. Go ahead. I was just no. I was just thinking like Malik Willis is in a bad spot. He's just one of those guys that should be sitting for about three years and get to get his maximum ability out of him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He just needs to absorb things, learn, change a few things, and and see what he can be in his best. Malik Willis's problem is that he was a first round draft pick. Yeah, that's gonna that hurts because the fan base feels like he should be out there. It's yeah. like you guys don't really know what you're talking about. If he was a second round draft pick, he would do exactly what you're what you're suggesting. Sit yeah. out a year or two, absorb yeah. the, the offense, and get accustomed yeah. to it, and then be set up for success. But instead, picked him in the first round, must start him. No. Because yeah. he's real athletic, but he also has deceptive size. I didn't realize how big he was. Yeah. Yeah. But is he like six four? Because I'm like two twenty five. Looking right now. Yeah, his, his he's six problem, one, but he's two nineteen. Yeah. He's sturdy. Oh his, yeah, his 30. problem was he was never taught how to read a defense in college. It was one, one read, read if it's not there, run. <laughs> and yeah, then, he was a, I found out that he was a transfer from a school. Was it tennis? No, tennis. Mississippi, I believe. Mississippi, yeah. But no one along the way said, "Go this read, that read, that read," and then if it's not there, then take off. Every think, good pass play has at least two or three options. Right. And most of those options actually form a triangle of where the quarterback's looking so they can look at all three quickly. Mm-hmm. It's not one read, and if it's not there, go. If you do that, you're doing your quarterback a disservice. I mean, it did work for Vince Young for some years. <laughs> not until he got to the NFL. <laughs> I thought so. I, I knew it. Uh, Malik Willis started at Auburn. Oh, it was Auburn. Auburn it was yeah, an SEC uh, school. He lost the yeah. quarterback competition to Bo Nix. Sat out the season due to transfer. Well, why does Bo Nix keep coming up in conversations? Bo Nix. I don't know, because he's been Bo playing knows. college football for seven years. <laughs> Bo knows college football. It's like Sean Clifford, the eight-year senior at, at Penn State. It feels like it. Kid's been around forever. But, yeah, I mean, you, get, you know, watch, watch good offensive coordinating football. You know, and Georgia falls into this. Um, Belichick's teams fall into this. The routes will actually form a triangle where they can you have deep, medium, and low, so the quarterback can read most of it. And they do that so that it's a lot easier for the quarterback to read. Yeah, but that's only okay until they figure it out, and then they, they take your one trick away and force you to do a second one. Yeah, but but if you don't even teach the quarterback to read that, by the time they get to the NFL. Vince Young's a good example. They're toast. Yeah. And I, I want you guys to, to, to help me out. Can you name a true dual threat quarterback? One that you really were scared of his legs and his arm. Randall Cunningham was a pain in the ass. That, okay. Yeah. I will give you that one. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. you know, it's not said enough. Steve Young ran for a lot of yards when he was younger. Yeah, he did. And he was he was a threat to extend drives, get third downs. Like Steve Young was a real pain in the ass. And and Elway was a scrambler, but he wasn't yeah. really a runner. No, really Steve not. Steve Young would get twenty yards, sixteen yeah. yards. Yeah. So I would say that 
And you know, Philadelphia Eagles, Michael Vick terrified me. Yeah, because he was, was more that mature. Was, that was his height as a passer. Yeah. And he had Deshaun Jackson there, a, a few other competent receivers, and he was still Michael friggin' Vick. So, you know, you got to put Mike Vick on that list. Um, and Lamar Jackson. Yeah. He starts to become more of a yep. better passer. I'm, I'm seeing his stride. He, so. he has more touchdowns from the passing from the pocket than Josh Allen this year. Oh, no, than everybody but Josh Allen of Mahomes. Okay. Is Josh Allen a dual threat quarterback? Yep. He's the running back. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Devin Singletary's not their running back. Ask yeah. anybody that plays fantasy football what they feel about Devin Singletary or Daryl Henderson. Didn't and they look, even trade away Zach Moss? They did trade yeah. away Zach Moss, didn't they? Yep. And they got um Naeem Himes from the Colts. Yeah, and they got Dalvin Cook's younger brother. But if I'm That's Buffalo, right. if I'm Buffalo this offseason, I'm calling Dallas. Well, I'm trying uh, to get Pollard. They get Pollard, it's a wrap. I think Pollard's, Pollard's contract's up, if I'm not mistaken. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, they may not need to trade. They may just need to give him Yeah, money. exactly. If, if the Bills get Pollard, bro, it's a wrap for the AFC. And, and if I'm Dalvin Cook, I'm not posting that video on Instagram about Kirk Cousins dancing. Hey, Steve Young has 4,239 rushing yards. Yes. Pretty solid. Yeah. Didn't he have like a 70 or 80-yard run in the playoffs? Oh, the one where he's tripping and stumbling, I believe, is against the Falcons? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, his legs gave out so quick. But do you remember? Um, I'll, I'll try to find the video of it. He's got um, a, go, ahead. go ahead. I'm sorry. He's got a six-touchdown season, a seven-touchdown season, two four-touchdown seasons, Like especially for back in that era of football. That's pretty impressive. Oh, now, okay, Steve Young does not own the longest – Touched on one for quarterback, and now it is Michael Vick. Now it is Lamar Jackson. Do you know who does? Mm, it's going to be somebody a little offbeat, isn't it? Y- yes. Oh, come on. Robert Griffin? No. Who? Steve DeBerg. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> Have you ever seen the video of it? No. Probably took forever. <laughs> it took forever, and there's literally no one else on the screen. About the whole defense is on the other side of the field. Yes. I think it was like a fourth and one um, from like that, like 18 or something. Um, oh. The entire team crashed down. He rolled out and there was just no one there. Keep running, Steve. Don't stop. Don't look back. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't look back. It was worse than watching Peyton Manning run. I bet. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll be, we'll be back in a second. You got to get a load of this one. Steve Bono. Look at this. Joe Valeria out in front says, go Steve, go Steve, go Steve, go Steve. Steve's humping, he's pumping, he's running. Steve Bono's at the 20, Steve Bono's at the 10. 76 yards and a touchdown, the longest run for a touchdown in the history of the National Football League, Tommy. Yeah, and you watch the fake. Billy, it's a good fake, but I don't know if it's a good enough fake to draw all 11. And we're back. Another family crisis averted. So I was mistaken. It was not Steve DeBerg. It was Steve Bono that has the longest uh, QB uh, touchdown run of all time. Showed it during the break. And yeah, there's literally no one on the screen. <laughs> he, was, he was faster than expected, though. Yeah. So um, we'll we'll do our power rankings and then we'll, we'll do our picks. So hold on one second. It's been a weird night, but that's the way it is. Um, yeah. So I, I still have Philly number one because, again, I you know, keep repeating it. You are what your record says you are. No one's beating them. So they're number one. Yeah, yeah they, they just put that Philly. in there for me also. Eagles. Yeah, I went Minnesota too. Um, 
what? <laughs> okay. Better than the Chiefs? Yeah. Damn. Okay. So I guess you got Kansas City? Yeah, feels like it. Even though you had Minnesota above Kansas City last week? I don't like Minnesota, to be honest with you. Neither do I, but they're what, eight and one? Even bad against an aside. Yeah, but they play in a shitty division. <laughs> hey, yeah. the Chiefs play in the division with the Chargers and the Broncos. I still think it's a better division than and the, the Raiders. NFC. I still think it's a better division than the NFC North. Dorian. Yeah. Um that win was gutsy from the Chiefs, but you are what your records say you are. So I'm gonna go with Minnesota second. I think no. we've said that line more than Parcells did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I went with the Chiefs at three. DJ. Oh, man. I guess Minnesota has to go there. Ugh. Yeah, I got Kansas City. At number four, creeping up, I got the Dallas Cowboys. I will keep my Cowboys there, yes. <clears throat> He had them at five last week. Yeah, they go up on their bye week. That's what the Cowboys do. <laughs> like an SEC team, just kind of just keep exactly, <laughs> yeah, just keep moving up <laughs> quietly, just one position a week until all of a sudden number four. Like where the fuck you come from? So, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can put Dallas over there. And and then at five, I went Buffalo. I, I get you lost to the Jets. I know the Jets are good, but you lost to the Jets. You know what? I'm giving Buffalo a rest this week. Put the Seattle Seahawks in there. Gino! Gino. Those boys, they are fun to watch. I'm living and dying with Gino right now. Fun to watch. Good to see. I'm glad to see it happen. Yeah. Um, what was it? Five and... Six and three. Six and three, Six and and three. three. Yeah, good enough. Good enough for consideration. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They're leading the division by a game and a half. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, um, I was going to say, uh, yeah, I think. Wow. Um, uh, I'm going to go Baltimore. Baltimore? Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to go Probably Baltimore. Just as good a case. But Baltimore doesn't have Geno. This is true. It's true. So now for the the fun part, this is the part where actually I get my favorite. (laughs) Wait, I get so many comments on this on the next part on social media. It's insane. (laughs) Our our bottom three picks: Um, Houston, (laughs) Houston, you are a problem. Yeah, you know, I want to put Houston there. Put the fucking Raiders down there. Oh, yeah. Let's keep them down there. They are trash. <laughs> they they had that game won. Devontae Adams had over 140 yards in the first half. Oh, oh my yards. God. Just just stay. Just stay down there. Stay there. You'll be the compost for our garden. Yeah. I see what you I hear what you're saying about the Raiders, but I'm putting the Panthers down there. Damn. Oh, they they look just can, can they be relegated to the ECC? Give Clemson a win. <laughs> Can't believe you insult the ACC like that. 
At the 31, I, I, that's where I put the Raiders. I will go with the Houston Texans here. Man, I got to go. Uh, I got to go Raiders, man. Terrible. All that talent. Yep. talent. Like an old man that buys a Corvette and never has it over like 1,500 RPMs. Like, just put it up. <laughs> put it away. <laughs> You don't deserve this. You know, just leave it at 400 miles and sell it as a collector. That's what you really want to do. So at 30, I've got the Panthers. Um, that game was just so bad. It was just so, so, so bad. You know, I really want to put the Lions here, but I'm not going to kick them in the nuts after they did me a favor and beat Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. <laughs> they'll, they'll come back next week. It's okay. I'll tell you what. The Cardinals flopped this week. I really want to put the Cardinals there. Let's go put the Cardinals there. Okay. Cardinals, too yeah. much talent. Too much offensive talent. And supposed yeah. to have some kind of brainchild as a head coach. Not seeing it. He's a child. Yeah. I mean, who, who isn't us anymore? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm putting Houston. They they found something good in that in that running back from Florida. The Cardinals, I know the Cardinals are a reach, but they're getting to be a disappointment. Dude, I had Tampa Bay in that slot last week. Yeah, I think I pissed <laughs> off Tom Brady. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Look, look what happened to you, too. Yeah. Maybe this will maybe this will piss off the old Arizona Cardinals. And get them. They're not out of their division, unfortunately. No, they're not. Well, I mean. They they are if Call of Duty has another you know, double XP weekend. Oh, they're <laughs> fucked. <laughs> so we'll, we'll move on to our picks. Um, BJ BJ's actually leading our picks, so just got to deal with them. Um, he's got twenty nine wins. Dorian and I have twenty eight wins. It warms my heart that that disappoints you. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to know that I feed off that shit. Um, so our first game is Seattle and Tampa. God, yeah, I do not want to bet against Tom. <laughs> I I picked Tom because only because Seattle's flying all the way from Seattle to to Tampa. Tom's getting his receivers back too. Mm-hmm. Mike Evans pick- is back. Godwin's back. Are Tampa. you picking against Tom? Or are you picking against Gino? Oh, I don't want to do either. <laughs> I guess I got to go with Tampa Bay. Damn it, Gino. I just don't know if this is the one for you. Yeah, um, I'm going with Tampa. I think I think Tom may have sparked something. Or Matt Stafford just fell apart in the fourth quarter again. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Um, next Ooh. game is Minnesota and Buffalo. This game's Ooh. in Buffalo. Buffalo's favored by six. I picked the Bills just because it's in Buffalo. I picked the Bills also. They're going to set the Vikings straight. The Vikings are going to play a real football team. We'll see what it's about. The Bills don't have a running game. They're playing at home. Um, I'm going Vikings. Vikings by a field goal. Next game is Dallas and the the nipple rubber uh, Green Bay Packers. I went with Pat, I went with the Cowboys. I'm sorry, I cannot get over the video of Aaron Rodgers warming up, rubbing his own nipples on the on the field. 
Isn't he like undefeated or have like a really good record against the Cowboys? I'm it's sure something. he does. It's yeah. something. So the fact that he could potentially get beat by the Lions, the shitty Lions, one week and then fuck his record up against the Cowboys the next week is just too much. Cowboys, just too much. I'm so excited just for the potential. <laughs> what is it? Yeah. What's the what's that German term? Schadenfreude, where you take pleasure in other people's misery. Something like that. Yeah, that's that's what we're going with. Yeah, the Dallas defensive line should have a field day. So eat, eat, I'm going eat, Dallas, eat. Give them the tour. So <laughs> the the next game is the Chargers versus the 49ers. San Francisco is favored by seven. Boy, my my fantasy team needs San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> I went with the Chargers. I I mean I, I like Jimmy G, but that seven's a lot. Man, I'm not even worried about Jimmy G. It's I'm pretty sure that I could get the 49ers to score a touchdown. Just figure it out. I mean, they've got Debo and you've got just McCaffrey. If, look, yeah. if nothing's open deep, just throw it to Christian. Yeah. Or Debo, either one of them. They're around there somewhere. <laughs> that that meme where it says, fuck it, Debo's down there somewhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hawk it down. He's down there somewhere. Just throw it down the sideline. Oh, see what's so complicated. You're doing the Rex Grossman, fuck it, throw it long. Yeah, just cut it loose. <laughs> Somebody's down there. Kittle, no matter. Ah, oh, yeah, 49ers. Oh, this is a tough one. Um, but Justin Herbert, I haven't seen that pop like the beginning of the season. I don't know if he's playing hurt or what. He has not been playing well since he hurt his ribs against Kansas City. Right. That shit hurts. Yeah, you ever broke a rib? Right. It hurts for like months. Yeah, coughing, yeah. breathing, any of that. Yeah, and now you're going up against uh, what, Kinlaw, and you're going up against Bosa. Yeah, I'm it's going like, 49ers. It's like the one A or B defense in the league right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the last game is the Cleveland Browns versus the Miami Dolphins. Miami's only favored by four. I'm I'm going with Miami. I is there anything that you've seen for the Browns that can keep this game close? Vegas obviously sees something. I'm just trying to figure out what the hell it is. Hmm. This is their their running game. They're gonna hand off to the two studs they got. But that's fine. Defense, Do they have a defense? Yeah, that's all I was saying. Stick with the Dolphins. I mean, Miami is exa- is what happens when you take up an Alabama quarterback and surround him with five star receivers. Well, that's like going home to him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like this fan's familiar. Yeah, I'm picking Miami. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Um, we did have some different picks this week, so we might actually have some some changes. Normally, we kind of pick the same. So I, I did want to make an announcement. Um, we are killing the the Twitter account. I'm going to probably kill it tomorrow night. Um, it has nothing to do with politics. It has nothing to do with free speech or Elon or whatever the fuck he's doing. I honestly don't care. Um, but I have noticed that since he bought the company. Like we get probably five or six requests a day from spam bots. 
I'm just tired of blocking them. Um, the interactions have tanked since he bought the company. Um, normally I, I would post and we'll get like four or five interactions per post. Um, the one that we did for the AFC East that literally killed our account um, got someone's up to a hundred. Um, now there's like nothing. Um, mm. And like even interactions with other you know, podcasters, there's nothing. And, and actually kind of speaking uh, direct message with some other podcasting people. They're like, yeah, if you're not verified, if you're not spending the eight bucks a month, they put you at the bottom of the list. And I'm like, well, fuck this. I'm, I'm yeah. done. So um, if you follow us on Twitter, you can follow us on Instagram now at Sandlot Sports FL. Um, we're, we're still on Facebook at Sandlot Sports, but we will be killing the, the Twitter account here the next day or so. So, well, gentlemen, that about wraps up the show. So with that, everyone have a good one. Peace. Later. Want more Sandlot Sports? Just follow us on Facebook at Sandlot Sports or on Twitter at Sandlot Sports 21.